episode 23 of the Utility Players Podcast. We got Ben, Danny Fort, myself. What is going on, guys? What's good? Episode 23. Jordan, baby. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know. You just realized. I have one more day of work this week and then another four-day weekend. So Nice. You got any plans? Pumped. Yeah, it's actually my wife's birthday on Friday. Okay. And so we got a little family dinner, a lot of family. So there's going to be like 25 of us that I'm having for her. And then my mom's coming up on Friday for the weekend um, to stay with us. Just kind of hang out and chill. So I don't know what we're going to do. Just kind of hang out with my mom. Probably some good food. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) I always tell people, I eat good during the week. And I stay strict because then I go ham on the weekends. Yeah, there's no diets <laughs> on the weekend. I, I, I do the same. No. I try to be good yeah. and diet on the on the weekday when I can control it, right. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But I'm always open to anything on the weekend usually. So I, I live right. by that. I think, it's in, I think it's important in life to have discipline aspects in your life, to have that discipline. And so I like doing it during the week and then rewarding yourself for being disciplined. Yeah. Um, I think you just go crazy all the time, then it's like, you know, where are your limitations here? Yeah, for sure. I'm 100%. going, uh, I'm, if you, first of all, if you guys are watching, especially, and then listening to us, obviously we don't have gravy on the pod this episode. Uh, if he's done doing the, the responsibilities he's got going on that he needed to do, he'll hop back, he'll hop in mid episode. Um, but it's just us three rocking. So I'm going, speaking of what kind of our week is, uh, tomorrow I'm going to Puerto Rico, a uh, week vacation, which is going to be fun. Like 30 people are coming, uh, kind of random. It, it became a, a planned situation, but became random with the people that are joining us. So it's going to be fun, uh, family time. I'm going to record episode 24 in Puerto Rico in a hotel. So That's commitment right there. If yes, I was sir. in Puerto Rico, right. I would not record any, be recording no episodes. Right. <laughs> I, honestly, I've I mean, learned I that record it. Good. I just don't know what kind of like you would get from it. You might get, you know, I might have had 20 tequila sunrises deep in me. For at real. Least, so. Well, we're doing a lot of activities during the day and stuff. So I think it's going to be probably not a lot of um, waking up and going to day drink. So we're doing like wake up, do some activities like uh, zip line, ATV, stuff like that, caves, and then kind of come back and, and regroup and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll probably... Hopefully I'll be a little intoxicated, but um, <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun to do with, that. Are you going with family? It's Is actually it it's, there. I have so many questions. Yeah. It, it started off as a trip that was for someone's birthday and then fam, their family wanted to come more of their family. Then the, when friends heard about it, they wanted to join in. So it was a normal planned trip when it's first started the idea of six to eight people. Now it's at 30. So we're going to have, it's a large mix of, of uh, pe- other people's family and friends that we consider our family down here in Florida. So it's going to be a good, a good quality yeah. trip. I think nobody's been out of the country. I know this isn't technically out of the country, but it's outside the intercontinental U S um, yeah. and none of us has gone on a trip in a while. So it's kind of like almost a regrouping, mm. I guess you would say, like, I feel like a lot of trips are necessary right now. <laughs> it's going to feel refreshing. Man, dying to go on a trip. I would, I do a lot to go on a trip. Where when's would the you last go? Time, yeah, when's the last time you went? <clears throat> it's been a long time. I mean, there's what I there's difference. Well, I guess I went to went to Arizona. Oh yeah. Earlier this year, but um, I've never actually been out of the country. 
And so ever that's been my dream. Never. No. Like what? No, See that for I me, mean, that's mind blowing. Hey, I'm I like, up, what do you mean by that? Do you mean like you went to Alaska, Puerto Rico and Hawaii or like you've never <laughs> <no>. gone? <laughs> I've never been to either three of those States. So I've been to, wow, I've traveled all around the country as b- before I met my current job. I used to, for about four or five years, I traveled the entire country nice. all the time for, I used to spend a lot of time in Jacksonville. So I have a lot of comments about that place. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But I've never actually left the United States. And uh, I mean, I grew up really poor. So we didn't, you know, our vacations consisted of places around Iowa or Illinois. Right. Or, you know, then as I got older, we started to go other places. But then I've never been out. And um, it's something that I know I've talked to my wife about, you know, hopefully in the future here. It's something that we will, wanted to make a goal of try to leave the country at least once. I mean, once every year, go to a new place. It was good uh, to so, get like culture. Yes. See how other people in different places live. Cause Dude. if you don't get any of that, like what's the point, <laughs> you know? Right. Hey, damn it. I wasn't going to say it, but you just triggered me for it. Damn. Why not? Ooh. Go ahead. Why My, not? I like it. What you said right there is exactly what I was kind of talking about before we started this, before we recorded how we're talking about some of my comments last week about America and whatever. Um, yeah, I love America. I don't buy into the, the whole cultural thing that you see here where everybody's like, America's the best country in the world. Uh, we're better than everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can say that if you haven't visited all the other countries. Yeah, if you haven't been anywhere else, right? of course. How do I know what's better if I haven't visited everything else? If I only, if I go to one pizza restaurant and I eat their pizza and then I go and proclaim that it's the best pizza in the world, but that's the only pizza I've ever eaten. I haven't eaten other pizzas. How am I qualified enough to say that that is the best in the world? So you only know that by traveling a lot and going. That's why I always admired Anthony Bourdain and I'm he, I mean, was obsessed with that guy because he lived a life that I would want to live and if you're going to ask somebody what is the best place in that aspect, he would be someone that I would go to because he's been to so many places. I got but then you. You don't know. Yeah, you I don't know unless you spend a lot of time there, really understand the place either. And so, hopefully, one day, when maybe when I'm 150, I'll have <laughs> traveled to all the countries in the in the in the the world the world so two things on that um outside of your story obviously you lived you had a humble uh upcoming um spread out in different states but it's funny when you first said that i was like damn you're living that typical iowa i've never been out of this not out of the state but like out of the country you haven't seen the world um but obviously knowing you if that would if that would have been the first thing you said to me i would have probably prejudged you a lot (laughs) what, four months ago? But now that I know how cultured you are and how uh, open-minded you are, you're definitely not that, um, you're not that typical Iowa or central USA. I haven't been anywhere. And the second thing was Anthony Bourdain, little life lesson for everybody and appreciate life, had the best life job occupation in the entire world life a lifestyle that everybody would dream of got paid great money 
and yet he took his own life. So that's a lesson right there that yep. always reminds mm-hmm. me when his name is brought up is just because people got money, everything you think they want doesn't mean they're happy. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Um, well, one, Ray, I appreciate that. You know, <laughs> I really do. It, means, it means a lot because my whole life growing up and, you know, in I fortunately have been out of the state and seen so many different things within the country, but still out of the state. And so you explore. Um, but I, I know people in this state that have never left ever. And, you know, that stay in certain areas. And that's tough for me because you don't get to have those experiences, which I think are so important. And I think a lot of it has to do with when I was growing up, I always felt different and out of place here. And so my whole goal was to leave, which is funny. Uh, growing up and I did for a while I lived in Phoenix for a bit but I ended up back here so <laughs> yeah when I worked at my former uh, place of employment whenever I would like talk to people and I would kind of like start get to know them and whatnot they're like yeah I'm born and raised here I've never left I'm like what why like yeah. <laughs> you got to do something to I don't know at least go to Atlanta or go to yeah. North Carolina or something it's close but I mean, I've only left the country when I was younger and just back to Cuba a few times, maybe like eight, nine, 10 years ago when I went the last time. And then when I lived in Nicaragua for two years, but that's about it. I've traveled a little bit in the States, but I haven't traveled as much as I would have liked to. I probably will now, though, because I work remote. So definitely going to take advantage yeah. of that shit. No, I think that's a good segue in speaking of... Uh... <clears throat> Cuba. Yeah, I was. That was Bro. gonna be the first topic I was gonna yeah. lead up with today. So, so you guys I don't think there's anybody more qualified to talk about it. <laughs> I've been paying a lot of attention. I mean, thank you. I won't say. I won't say. I won't say. I'm not gonna steer with thunder. I've been paying a lot of attention no, the last ahead. couple of days of what's going on. I, you know, we'll also admit I've known about a lot of the Cuban problems and the problems in Cuba for a long time, um, but with all this stuff coming back to, to light, it's, I've really been paying a lot more attention to it. Um, so feel free to kind of explain. It's, it's been going on for, man, I mean, forever, pretty much like since my parents, before my parents were born, um, communist regime took over like late 1950s. My parents were born like middle sixties. So, I mean, kind of just like, I don't know what that's like because I didn't experience that. I left Cuba when I was two and you don't know anything when you're under the age of 10. And then I lived in Nicaragua and I got here to the United States when I was four, but um, I always knew like, wait, hold on. Cause I'm interested in that part. I'm assuming your parents let, wanted to get out of Cuba somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you t- like my my uncle, my, my dad's brother was already in the States. He was in Miami and um, pretty much he paid for all three of us to get out. So that we got here in 1997, um, 1997. I mean, gas was under a dollar and my, my parents don't have any formal education cause they couldn't get education when they were in Cuba. So like, it's not like they were able to bring some kind of paperwork here to try and get some certification or some kind of job um my mom got to the u.s she was like seven eight months pregnant with my brother so she couldn't get a job we didn't really have anywhere to go to live we lived in uh my dad's aunt's house and my dad just started working as soon as we got here he was in like some kind of like political refugee like camp prison type of thing for a few months he got out and started working to pay his brother back 
<laughs> so, you know, little by little, like, honestly, I could say that my dad and my mom together have accomplished the American dream, you know, nice house, fence, pool, you know, healthy kids. Like that's really all I can look back at now as these videos that I'm seeing, because they finally have internet. They finally have a means to get out everything. Granted, no one's ever like gone to the streets and like protested and done what they're doing before um, as big as it is now. Um, but all that stuff that you're seeing, all those buildings, all those old cars, the police beating up kids, shooting kids, taking kids out of their houses, like that's just been going on for who knows how long. And it's it's all finally being brought to light. And I mean, I'm just glad because all I can think of is the sacrifices my parents made. They left their parents there in Cuba, didn't know what the hell they were going to do here or even how to make a life. And I mean, they've they made the most out of it. And I just kind of look back at that and like. I start thinking when I was watching this, I can't remember the last time I saw my dad sit down on the couch and watch anything on TV just because he's always working, mm. always working. And the other day, granted it was Sunday, but this man was working on Father's Day, so it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. He just sat down on the couch and watched his kid. I wish he knew English because I would like reach out to him to try and have him on the pod just so he could better explain everything. But this kid mm. was, man, he was going in. And he was just sharing videos that people were sending to him about just everything, like all the violence out there. Like, it's it's bad, man. The, vi- like, the, the YouTube thing you sent in the chat? Yeah, yeah, that live video. Oh, dude, he's, I he's watched that for like two hours. Bro, he was live for so long. Like, they knocked him off of YouTube, I mean, off of uh, Facebook because they didn't want him sharing that. And they, the, the American media and all that shit wants to twist it in some, in some kind of way that they're protesting for vaccines and protesting for whatever the fact may be, but they're not, they don't care about no vaccine, bro. Like Cuba was bad, but COVID made it like so much worse. Now that the government is using COVID as an excuse to like stay in your house, to do this, to just repress them even more. And dude, they shut off their power. Like there's a joke that says that the power doesn't go out in Cuba. It just comes back on. It's bad, man. Like, they ration out the food, any kind of government that like goes out there to try and help the Cuban government takes it. And instead of giving it to the people, they just sell it back to them and they just make living terrible, man. Like it, it's ridiculous out there. Now people have are going crazy, bro. Like there's this video of some dude, he just lost it, went into his building, killed a bunch of people, set it on fire and jumped off and off himself. Like it's yeah. It's nuts. I mean, like I said, Cuban people have been going through that for, for a while. And I think what really made it even worse was them not accepting the U.S. dollar anymore because yep. that's that's how they get everything they need because all their relatives are here in the United States. No one goes from Cuba mm-hmm. to Europe or yeah. whatever. They, they go to Miami. <laughs> it's really what it is. I was, yeah, I saw the I was looking at the monetary stuff, the kind of the, the conversion rates. What do they call it? Is it like the they have one that's called uh, CUC? Yeah, CUC. CUC yeah. And then an average Cuban family, I think if you translate it to dollars, I think it, I think it was, you can correct me if I'm wrong, makes 15 US dollars a month. A month. Yeah. If that, honestly, they take everything you have. Like <laughs> my, my grandpa had like goats, uh, cattle, all that shit. The government just takes all of that. Like you have no freedom of anything. You try and speak out against the government, you're going to jail and your family's probably not going to see you again. And uh, there was like 
you know, a bunch of uh, reports, like pretty much like anyone with like a bullet wound, like it was just going straight to prison because pretty much that just means you're revolting or protesting against the government. So they're not going to give you any kind of aid and they don't really have anything to fight back with. <laughs> like they don't have any guns, yo. Like, you know, they're yeah. over here making like planks with like nails and things with nails and all they have is rocks. They're throwing rocks at the police, like might as well do something, you know, but I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And, um, my words, I, whenever I talk about Cuba, I always feel some kind of way because I left there so young and I feel disconnected at times just because how, how blessed I am how, that my family left me. And like, when I see my cousins and shit, like I sometimes feel like out of place talking to them because I don't know what I'm going to talk to them about besides, Hey, how's your day? How's everything going? How's school? That's it. Like, I can't talk to them about what I'm interested in or, you know, I could just listen to them talk. That's cool. Right there. But that's it's, it. It's such a disconnection, even though we're pretty much the same age that it's, it just, it, it's mind boggling to me. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of just want to go ahead. Go ahead. Um, sorry. My, no, you're good. You're good. I, I just want to read something. My, no, my, my dog was about to eat, get in the kitchen of the box. I was about to make a loud noise. <laughs> I don't mean to derail that, that sensitive conversation, but um, I had two things. One, <clears throat> your parents, and I, you know, you hear many stories of parents that have done that. I can't imagine to myself, and I know you've all heard it and I've heard it from people all the time that especially in this country, they're like, this country's getting crazy. I got to get out of here. Right. But if you really think about that, that's uh, kind of bullshit, you know, yeah. you, you still, uh, and then you hear stories like your parents and they came to the realization where they had to make a choice to get out of there. They, if they did not, they believed in their, heads probably that they most likely even you and your brother probably wouldn't be alive today yeah right? or i'd just be one of those people that you see on these live videos right now doing whatever and so i can't i can't personally because i've never felt that i couldn't put my mind in that place of having to come to that realization so it's incredible to me that your you know your parents did that came here and like you said they the American dream is exactly what your parents did. That's what the American dream is. Yeah. It, 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 it just, it, it amazes me. Sorry. You, um, oh, you, you have a second point? No, you can go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, the only thing I could add on it, and I've been usually with these uh, either pray for a country and i don't know too much about i i don't know enough to speak on the cuban situation i'm a one generation removed than fort is he's second generation i'm third generation my i'm cuban as long as with puerto rican so i wasn't able to hear and i and i'm I want to learn more from him. That's why I didn't, I haven't said anything in 10, 15 minutes. Cause I want to learn as much from him that I wasn't able to learn from my grandparents on my mom's side that I can still learn from her. You know, she has limited information that I'm sure they Cubans probably wouldn't share with their son and daughter uh, um, because, you know, they're so big on moving forward education and being strict on them and, and, my, my uncle and, and my, my mom, uh, you know, had a great life uh, because they sacrificed so much. So 
uh, Fort knows this. My, my grandfather went to school with Fidel Castro. Um, and during that whole era, whatever year that was probably in the, in the thirties and forties. And he was fortunate to come over here and, you know, that's where my life, but that's kind of all I know from it. I don't know any other details. That's why I'm trying to inform myself and learn more about, um, all of the, the kind of what's been going on for what? 70 years, 80 Almost, years. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's been going on this long, the same what's going on today is was going on 40, 50 years ago. It was just, obviously we could get into the whole political during the sixties and seventies embargo and all that, but we won't. Um, but it was, it, it's been, there's been a huge disconnect. We couldn't been, we couldn't be physically closer to a country without being so Bro. far away from a, a, that, that same country because yeah. of the, the political warfare that we've had. So uh, it's unfortunate. I don't have much to say other than that, where, you know, I have roots to it for as roots to it. And I'm going to continue to to listen and, and understand things. Cause I don't speak on anything. I don't truly understand whether it's sports <clears throat> or political or, or, or culture. So, you know, that's yeah. kind of what I got. There's a good and movie then, that um, kind of breaks a little bit down about how when the communists came into Cuba and Bautista was leaving. I, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, it's called The Lost City with Andy Garcia. And man, that movie. Love, I, to watch it. I, love Andy I remember when it came out in theaters, like it didn't come out in theaters, like in Boca where we lived. So of course my parents wanted to watch it in theaters. So we like drove to, to watch it. And I mean, my dad and I, like we're pretty emotional people. Like, we cry a lot and it's just, I can't really control things. Like I'm trying to hold it back right now, but I have never seen, I, I have, it is, I have never seen a grown yeah. man cry so much. Cause like he lived through that. that. That's his whole life. You know, that was my parents' whole life, but that that's a good movie. If you get a chance to watch it, definitely watch it. It's, it's a little bit longer than normal, but it kind of yeah, breaks things down. And but, um, before trial, tell him, don't worry about it. Yeah, but, uh, before anything, I, I kind of want to read something that, you know, my cousin wrote and um, it, she kind of broke it down really good. So um, here goes. It says, imagine living in a country where singing songs about freedom will land you in prison. Imagine living in a country where the government decides how much food you're allowed to buy. And most of the time, it's not enough to feed your whole family. Imagine living in a country where you decide to eat the food you yourself grow on the farm but get sent to prison and tortured because that food only belongs to the government. These are the realities of communism. These are the realities of trading your freedom for government security. I humbly ask you to share the atrocities that have been happening for 62 years. The world needs to see this. Social media is a powerful tool. As a Cuban-American, you often feel a sense of helplessness and guilt, all because your parents were able to make it and give you a better life while some of your family are still stuck on the island. As a Cuban-American, you are brought up to love and adore freedom. You're constantly reminded of how privileged you are and living in the land of the free. Cuban-Americans are standing together in solidarity to make their voices heard. Just 90 miles south of our beautiful Florida, people are oppressed, starving, and risking their lives by saying they want basic human rights and freedom. My people are dying. They're, the reality is all Cubans have the same exact story. I could tell you that my family came to the U.S. with absolutely nothing and risked everything to leave the country that was literally starving them of food and basic human rights. You could talk to another Cuban in another part of the country and their story will be the exact same. Cubans want freedom. Cubans love freedom. And I mean, just 
pretty much how she laid that out. Of course, it resonated with me because that's my cousin. So I know what her family did. I know what my family did. And honestly, like 98% of Cubans I've talked to, that's that's their same story. And I'm lucky that I was able to leave in a regular way, in a plane, go to another country and come here. There's people that, I mean, they fucking turn boats into, I mean, they turn, turn cars into, into cars, bro, into boats. Like how, how insane is that? And they don't have shit. Yeah. And they're still doing that. People, so people visit Cuba <laughs> and the first thing you always hear, well, when it was kind of legal to do it and all that was it's so beautiful. It feels like none of the times have changed and you're going back in time. Havana. And that's all cool yeah. when you hear it. And I've heard that for years. And then when you really break it down, you go, that's not good. They're not progressing. And, and that's the first thing I thought about when this all happened was we all knew this was going on for as long as it has been. Yeah. And now it's to the point where, like Ford said, technology is there, social media is there, and hopefully some of these, I, I know they're protesting or doing as much as they can because maybe they've seen the rest of the world in the limited resources that they have to be like, it may not happen right away, but we could do something that might land us in jail. Some of us will die, but long term, it could be it worth the risk. And yeah, it's a beautiful way. I don't want to use the word beautiful, but it could be when you when the people are united and trying to do something, whether it means their their life. Yeah. Um, it's all beautiful what you said for it. You know, I feel for your family. I don't know how to feel because I've never experienced that, but um, I hope something happens. I, what I do want to say is <clears throat> when you when you see stuff. I've been thinking about this lately. When you see stuff like what's going on in Cuba right now, and then you start to think about that and you start to really deeply think about it and think, wait a minute, there are humans, same as us, out there in other countries that are going through all of this, yet we in our country complain about whatever you might complain about. And we also say that you know we're here for, for people and I'll even go as far as saying even religions that say all people is, you know, we should love and care for all people and all this stuff. Yet we continue as it's not just America, it's any country out there to yeah. allow people in other countries to just suffer and no one does anything about it. And so when you think of what's going on in Cuba, you think of places like North Korea, you can think of certain parts of China, the entire Middle East, Africa, all the suffering, the amount of suffering that is happening in the world, and you have the major power countries, America, Russia, China, who you, you name it, England, doing nothing about it. So we willingly allow humans around the world to suffer, even though we do have the resources necessary to 100%. end the suffering. Yeah, It's there. We have it. We have enough food. It's a distribution problem. And the fact that we allow this to continue to happen is, you know, it's almost disheartening in a way, you know, it makes you rethink like, wait a minute, everything is bullshit. Everything yeah. is, political. <laughs> you know, everything, really we, put, you know, accurate. and then the second thing I'm going to stop talking about it. Cause it's, you know, I have a yeah, no place course. to do it, but is, uh, um, if you want to also know what's truly go, I learned this a long time growing up. I learned to question everything from everybody and find out you know, yourself or go to the source, right? Find the sources of the truth. 
And if you want to know what's actually going on in Cuba uh, to the Cuban people, don't listen to the, to the media or anything else of what they're telling you. Yeah. Go talk to an actual Cuban. I'm sure they will know somebody um, who maybe is there, has some ties there, and then do your own research and, and understand and, and study what's going on in these places before believing all the BS that other people tell you. Yeah. You know, and I'm glad you kind of just mentioned like basic, basic necessities. Like I remember when I was in Cuba, I remember my, my grandparents boiling water just cause the drinking water isn't drinkable. And people here complain about like, Oh, I don't want to drink this Dasani mother motherfucker. <laughs> like if you yeah. don't drink that shit and shut up and like hot water, people complain, Oh, water's not hot enough. I can't take a shower. They don't have that there. You know, yeah. like, it's crazy talking about yeah. like, oh, I can't. My Netflix isn't working like the other like the other day. I was so pissed off. Granted, I need it for work, but I was so pissed off. I was like going crazy because the router at my house broke. Yeah, dude. And <laughs> and like I'm watching this video now the other day about the milk that they give to Cubans and there's cockroaches and shit there. And motherfuckers yeah, are perspective. bitching about they don't have their oat milk at Dunkin Donuts or whatever. Like, yeah. it's just like, I don't know. I that just made me want to like sit back and realize how lucky I am with, with a lot of things that you just take for granted. It's why first all the generations time, so. work so hard when they get here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And That's then it gets lost like, down yeah. the generation. Right? I saw my mom I, like I sit down agree. and just lock in. And she was like, she was writing a poem about Cuba and everything. Like it's just the, all the unity that this has brought, like, with my parents and like other Cubans that are here. And I mean, my dad and my mom worked so hard to become American citizens. And I'm glad that they did that before I turned 18 because yeah. I got it automatically. I was able to become yep. an American citizen without having to do shit because my parents did it mm. for yep. me. So, I mean, I don't want to get long winded or keep talking about this. I've, posted more on Instagram than I've probably more stories on Instagram that I've probably ever posted before. But I mean, it's just the, the thing is it's, it's so close to us. It's, it's 90 miles from, from Key West. And yeah. you see those people always posting those pictures, southernmost point, like that's literally like an hour and a half on a boat ride. It's 45 minutes on a plane from Miami. And that's yeah. just, that's I mean, just how nuts yeah. it is. So. Yeah. Any last words on that, Ben? No, I just, uh, you know, I don't know. It's sad. All right. I, so we wanted, if you guys uh, skipped ahead. I don't want to end on that. I don't want to, I don't want to end on, I don't want someone to sound by me and said, all he said was it's sad. Uh, yeah. what I, you know, <laughs> it's sad, but what I really mean is uh, the Cuban people and, and all Cubans are in my heart. Uh, I'm thinking about you. I wish there was something that I could do in terms of, I think of people like Jeff Bezos and, or rich people and just people in power. And, you know, it's, you think to yourself, like you have so much power. Why aren't, why aren't you doing anything? You know, mm -hmm. it makes you think like, what, if I had that much money, what, what could I try to do? Well, then it turns piddle um, political. You know that, you know, that real, well, I know that you're asking a great question, but we all know what really is the answer to it. It's yeah. Yeah, and they the have a hand that, that feeds them too, you yeah, know. And the fact that let's say at the any United Nations meeting, 
where they talk about whatever they want to talk about, climate change, whatever. The fact that uh, ending human suffering is not the number one topic right. that they talk about and anytime they meet shows you all you need to show that it's a system designed to keep people oppressed. Yeah, yeah they yeah. have no basic rights, nothing like what you we can, know as our 10 amendments or whatever yeah. doesn't exist there, Bill of Rights, I, anything like that. I took a look at the, uh, the Cubans import-export stuff today and was really looking at that. And you look at all the stuff that they export and where they export it to. And you're like, oh, this is a money thing. Yeah. This is a money thing. All these countries are good, man. Yeah. All all the money is leaving. Yeah. It should be there. And yeah, I mean, last thing, honestly, like, I mean, all you like influencers, I I don't know if any influencers listen to us, but like (laughs) any big time people that talk about how much they love Cuban women and Cuban cars Cuban coffee, Cuban food, Cuban food, all that shit. Like, yo, come on. Like you can't repost a simple thing. It takes less than a second. I'm not asking you to do anything, but if you're going to be talking about that, how great that is, how much you love that, then there's two sides to everything. Like you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yep. Cool. So if you guys um, didn't know most of the stuff, like, you know, we're learning from each other. Obviously this hits home for the podcast uh, for some of our, our guys. And also, uh, we're talking to it's our podcast. We get to talk about what we want, how we want, as long as we want. So that's a big topic for this week. And we, we wanted to leave off with that. And obviously, as we make this transition uh, up, maybe a little bit more uplifting, maybe you don't listen to the podcast for uh, news or what's trending now or political stuff or what's on in the world. And you listen to us for sports fun and us to get angry at Kevin Durant and LeBron James. <laughs> We will now turn to that uh, because we can play both sides. And that's what makes this uh, my, the, the reason why I like to do the podcast that we can do best of both worlds or worst of worst worlds sometimes. Team USA um, is playing right now. It's uh, going on right now. They're up 20 plus on Argentina. They lost their first two uh, games that didn't mean anything, exhibition games. They lost two exhibition, two games in exhibition over the last, I think, like 50 years, 40 years, which is a crazy number. Um, what, I don't know if you guys watch the games. I really haven't just the highlights. It seems that it's a new team gelling together. Don't have a lot of practice time. And sometimes it takes a few games. No. Yeah. That. And also like we're, uh, if you watch the NBA, you know very quickly that not everybody, every player in the NBA is born from this country. Yep. The NBA is a global game. The, these teams that we play now are not the teams that they were 20 years ago. The NBA has grown everywhere. Basketball players, uh, people who are good at basketball aren't just born in America. They're born For everywhere, real. right? It's not, it, it, you know, and so – we blow it out of proportion all the time that we think we're going to go in and just kick everybody's ass. And I, even the last Olympics and before that, that's just not true. That's just clearly and evidently not true anymore that it's going to be a walk in the park. Do we still have some of the greatest players in the planet? Yeah. But it should be treated that way. Just like you would with any team, it's going to be very competitive a lot of the players that they're playing against on these teams are also they play with in the NBA. 
Right. Exactly. Uh, yep. They're not playing bumps. And so <laughs> is it, it's also ex, ex, exhibition people freaking out about it. I don't think it's personally that big of a deal. And I honestly don't think it's that big of a deal if we lose in the Olympics or not either. Do I, do we want to win? Yeah. But it should be more about fielding players and fielding a good team than, you know, like we should have went out and destroyed these people. Have you looked at some of the names on the team? Have you looked at some of the, you know, look at your top 10 players and the guy who just won MVP, right? <laughs> not an American. Yeah. yeah. And so. The last three MVPs, if you want. To exactly. Be honest, what two years in a row. So that's why I'm saying three, but like last three years. Yeah. So those are, those are my thoughts on it. I, I don't even think it's that big of a deal. I, yeah. I think it's funny, actually. I, you know, it's important to get smacked in the mouth. Uh, so you understand. You Sometimes it's healthy. Know. Yeah. And so you get checked and know like, Hey, wait a minute. I got to actually you know, work at something, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm not I'm, this entitlement thing in my ego. Yeah, it's go. gotta go. It's all relative go. sometimes, right? All right. relative. Yeah. yeah, I I mean, I don't think it's a huge deal. It's exhibition games. I feel like also when teams go up against United States, they play their best game because they know that right. we're that top tier, at least supposed to be. And I mean, some of these team some of these players just got off a playoff run. They've been playing the whole season. Um, so they're gelling together. They don't U.S. players probably don't play as much as other teams uh, in other countries probably play together. But like you said, it's it's a global game now. Some of the best players are not from the U.S. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's exhibition. I don't really care about it. I have I didn't watch the games. I'll tune in for the Olympics, but it it is what it is at that point. There was a funny tweet that was like, if you said the five players on the U.S. were on one NBA team and the five players on the Australian team were on one NBA team, you wouldn't say anything less than a sweep. So that kind of exactly. Like, yeah, that kind of puts it in perspective. And I also think that the way the game is officiated uh, has affected them a little bit. I've seen some of those tweets and some of those videos, which is the NBA's fault and the NBA refs and how the game has changed over the past years. Plus, we don't have yeah. LeBron. We don't have Steph Curry. There's no Clay Thompson, no. you know. So, some of our goats best and of the plus, best, yeah. yeah, exactly, best of the best aren't playing. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't matter. Will they finish first, second, or third? Most likely, top two. But teams aren't no joke anymore. These other countries, right. it's, it's it's an international game, and yep. they they want to beat us because yes. Americans say they're the best in everything. So if they can say, right. "Hey, we beat y'all." In basketball, they're going to take that. Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah. it is what it is. Sure. They'll, they'll figure it out, which they're up by 20 right now with three minutes left. So I'm not yeah. tripping. <laughs> yeah. So you want to go backwards. So with with a great weekend of sports, we'll go backwards to obviously we jumped on uh, IG Live on uh, what day was that? Saturday, 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 Saturday. night. Yeah, yeah, Saturday night, it, it's been a crazy probably three days for me with whether it's sports, whether it's talking about sports and going out. So we'll go backwards and then go forward to the throughout the weekend was uh, talked about Messi uh, versus uh, Brazil. They won one nothing. It was pretty much one goal, held Early. the lead, and then, and then won Messi. I mean, it was beautiful to see the genuine uh, team at his – teammates excitement for having him won because you know every time they're in a final 
they think about getting him one and it's selfless and selfish at the same time, you know, obviously they want to win, but the, the, the way they put the spotlight on Messi was great because um, you know, they're aware, fully aware more than anybody that these guys don't come around too often. And it was great to celebrate with them. So what was your thoughts about either the game or the celebration or kind of the quotes from the game? Cause that was beautiful too. I didn't watch it, but I'm happy that, that he won. Um, I think it just helps cement, uh, and this is argumentative, but his goat status, um, <laughs> whether you think he is or not, but he definitely deserved that. It's always great to see no uh, somebody like him that's never got that, get that. So that's, I liked it. Yeah, I was, I was happy for Messi. If there's one player that deserves some kind of team accomplishment, it's definitely him, at least international-wise. Regardless if he didn't score or not, that Di Maria goal was freaking amazing. Yeah, I saw um, that. That was crazy. Yeah, early too. So um, I'm glad they won. It was it was a good game, physical game. And uh, I think the funniest part of it all was how they were just like how Ray was saying, they were throwing him up in the air in that little huddle, just celebrating. And then kind of after the fact, um, Neymar just showing kind of who he is as a person. Uh, sitting down with them in the locker room and just talking with Messi because they're former teammates. And he went on to say that Messi is the best in the world. Um, Messi affected that tournament a lot, like whether it was with his passing, his assist, his goal scoring and free kicks. Um, I mean, it just goes to show what a complete player he is. And it was a good tournament. The Copa was good. It was overshadowed by the Euros because the Euros were amazing as well. But – yeah, soccer, like I was saying on, on the last episode, soccer is the only sport that can get people united like that. And it's growing, bro. It's growing. I didn't think yeah, exactly. a game like soccer could grow, but yeah. I'm yeah. knowing and hearing people that watch soccer that I didn't know they did, and I talk to them weekly, if not more. It's, it's a sport that continues to grow. It's the antithesis of what MLB is right now. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, so just, yeah. I'm glad a lot of younger kids are playing soccer and – there's more MLS teams or like lower tier MLS teams like coming out and yeah. city more cities are adapting it because it's a good sport, man. It's different. It's not what we're used to. And there's nothing ever wrong with that or change. And yeah. I mean, yep. more sports, the better. Yeah. The Euros definitely got me into, into it more. You can definitely, I felt it over the past probably four three or four years that soccer's definitely like growing big time. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with younger generation that will help drive that forward more. So, And we'll lead into that. Uh, my weekend, uh, the end of my weekend on Sunday was I was Italian for about 12 <laughs> hours of that day because Me too. Um, Maurice, who's a huge <laughs> fan of the pod, was um, he was in New York. He flew out to New York on Friday and he sent – my a group chat a text and was like, Oh, flying out for a quick flight to New York, be back in time for the game. Show I seen what time his plane was leaving <laughs> and it said 9 a.m. And I go, All I said was risky. And I didn't want to put it out there, but I maybe have. But I know if you are leaving it up to an airline and a lot of variables going wrong, you have to be here. And obviously, you plan to watch it with uh a few of his friends and obviously his family, you don't get many opportunities nationally to celebrate these, 
What happens when I wake up on uh, on Sunday morning is his flight got delayed. He was on his way to the airport, went back to New York. But guess what? Had a tremendous time. He was in my uh, Manhattan uh, making friends. Uh, a time I'll never forget. And I went to his house to watch it with his family. And I got great videos. Take Took a lot of pictures, took a lot of videos. So like he felt like he was there with his family because I know how special it is. But man, what a game. I was yeah. locked into that. His dad, Antonio, was intense about it. He was, I, I've never he heard that guy curse and I've known him for a few years. And he was enraged, a psychopath, I would say, borderline. <laughs> and it was great because it, it made me get anxiety and I felt I had jerseys on, all that. Um, that was an intense game. Go up early, England, and I – the the confidence in the room was still there for the Italians and they did exactly what I thought they would do was England parked the bus. They tried to milk the clock a lot and yep. it turned on them. So what was your guys about whether it was watching the game, the after the memes, because you got a lot of Italian memes in there. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> what did you guys think about the whole experience of Sunday? Sunday uh, uh, I took my mom to brunch. Early, we went to Louis Bossi, so I should have switched my pick and uh, rooted for Italy, but uh, I was going for England, and I kind of got back home after brunch, and I wanted to go in the pool because it was a nice day out, so I took the TV out to the, to the back, and I just propped it up there, had my MacBook plugged in, uh, like Ray says, clicked on some sites, searched a little bit, and just happened to find the game. Uh, but man, it was it was a great game. I missed I missed the first goal because it happened so quick. I turned it as soon as I turned it on, it was one zero. I was like, all right, let's get it. I just don't understand why soccer teams like when they especially if you go up so early, why do you slow down? Like just try to score again. Cause if it's that early, chances are they the other team's gonna score because now they really want to score. But yeah. I mean that game was I don't have any particular rooting interest for either country, but I was locked in watching that game as I was in the pool and those PKs, man, like I said, I'm not from either country, but I was locked into those PKs and it felt like I was either English or Italian watching mm -hmm. that, how much pressure I felt. So I couldn't imagine English people or, or Italian people with that because soccer over there is, is everything. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, uh, I watched it with our brother, Nick. I went over to his house he cooked us a nice Italian lunch. It was pretty you had delicious. fried eggplant, I seen that, right? Yeah, we had fried eggplant, some cutlets, some nice. pasta, bread. I mean, it was, Boy, it was fantastic. He, was like, yeah, make, awesome. he said, make sure you're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> this, yep, this dude was wrapped in his Italian flag. He was ready to go. You know, uh, the Italian national anthem, it starts, and then that first goal hit. And when it hit, I just – you know, it got quiet. We were like, whoa. And it just felt like I could feel almost the energy from, from Nick be like, oh, man. The good thing is it happened so fast. So much you know, time. after like the five-minute shock, he was like, you know, no worries. Then if you watch that first the, – the full first half, Italy dominated the possession, yeah. you know. And that's when I was like – I that's why I agree with you is England – I don't know. It's like they let off and be like, oh, we got a goal here. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, there's a lot, I don't get it. lot of time here. Yeah, a lot of time, time here. And they gave up 80% possession from then yeah. on out. And it was like, damn, you're playing with fire at that point. Right? Because Italy just kept 
going and going and going and just possession and possession. And then that would tell me like, hey, they're, someone's going to make a mistake and they're definitely going to break through here. And so then I felt pretty confident that Italy would score again. And then when they did, you know, Nick went nuts. Then we went to extra time. It was kind of <laughs> tense. Then we went to PK and PK was just, no one's, we did not seat, sit down. We stood up. And then when he missed it, like I, I think you, I sent you guys the video, but yeah, this guy, <laughs> the energy, the, 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 like, you could feel out of him, you know, it was super exciting. So I, I was glad I watched it with him. You know, I'm happy Italy won. Um, I do have a family. My uncle was born in, in England, so he's British. So I remember growing up watching England soccer matches with him around his house, and they were that intense in, intensity there. Yeah. So either way, you know, I would have been happy if either one won. Um, I wanted England to win a bit after seeing some videos of, like, them burning yeah. a flag in the streets and stomping yeah. on it. And I, yeah, I just hate yeah. that shit. Like, I just so hate that. It's so disrespectful. It's normalized um, in Europe, though. I was talking to uh, Maurice's family and all that. It just – I hate to use the word normalized, but that stuff, that either ignorance or racism and all that, obviously we yeah, won't yeah. get into all that other extra stuff because we went into enough uh, social stuff. But – it's normalized there and it's really, and it's really a majority feel that way. Um, it's mm-hmm. not America. It's not a melting pot. It's yeah. very, yeah. you know, yeah. socially totally. driven and racially driven. Yeah. A lot of people oh. are trying to try and get England out of the world cup because of. They're not of the- ending Brexit, Brexit, right? I, they're I not affiliated. Yeah, they're, yeah but... I, I educated myself recently or this week after I kind of realized because I forgot that they're they're in the process of not being a part of the Euro, uh, European Union anymore. Union. So they're going to be their own. It would be Europe and England, not England yeah. is with Europe. And, and that's a process. And I don't know yeah. the likelihood of that, but it's uh, you know a lot of variables. But... That's weird. I don't, it is know weird, how, I, I don't know yeah. how I feel about that. And I also don't know how I feel about PKs. It's it's so weird it's to me. It's a lottery, bro. Like playing 120 minutes because you're going to play those extra 30 minutes after you played 90 minutes. And then it all ends on essentially five kicks. Like if you win, like it's such a great joy. But if you lose, like it's so bad. Like you, know, you have to let like, you it's go back. And lose. like I'm sure those English players are looking back and they're like – that thing is going to keep them up for nights just thinking what they could have did different if they would have kicked it the other way, if they would have kicked it a little bit higher. Like, it's such a shitty way to end such a great game. And, I mean, I don't know how else you end a soccer game, but I'm See, not a fan of PKs, especially in a championship I, game like that. I get I get what you're saying, but I look at it this way, and this is why I like it, is because nobody, even the soccer players, don't want to end that game in a PK right. because it is so crushing if you lose that way. Mm-hmm. which would put more to me should put more emphasis on when they're playing the match. Like we yeah, got to score true. a goal here. Score. Exactly. Uh, what I don't like is that the extra time is 30 minutes. It's just yeah. like, dude, make what do you, it 10 what do you max. Think more time? No, less. Less time. So you're saying like, yeah. make it 10, 15 it, minutes and like, Hey, you guys yeah. got to figure it out or it's going to penalties. And then you could, I mean, you could always make an argument where it's like sometimes you feel confident just going to PKs and not losing an extra time because England parked the bus, like we said, for 88 minutes. And then they paid for it later on to play with fire. But there is strategy that goes into it where it's like 
Once you're up Pick in a big up, game, you, you kind of sit back. Kick up the intensity. Have your normal 90-minute or, you know, with extra time match. Uh-huh. And if no, nobody scores there, make a 10-minute extra time where it's just balls to the wall. They're like – every player is like, we got to try to score here because they don't want to get to PKs. And then – so they just go crazy for 10 minutes. Then if they don't get it, then they go to PKs, and it ends that way. The and only I alternative – I... emphasis on the, you know, trying to score more goals. And we say that as non-professional soccer players yeah, right, right. who of course. are like – they're, the they're like, goal. do you know how hard it is to score <laughs> a goal? <laughs> who are we to understand what right? they go through? Yeah. yeah. But the only alternative I think to that is um, hockey's done a great job of being very – um progressive i think in their sport yeah. they're they're on a they're a traditional sport to a sense where they've been a, around a really long time some most and other uh sports that we have in north america and they go to what three on three in overtime yep. they do that in the all-star game they're the first one to go away from east first west they're the first in america and i talk north american to go to recalibrate this uh, seating when uh, one mm-hmm. versus eight. Now you don't play the next team. You, you redo it. So yep. I always give it to NHL and obviously it's not something that me and my friends uh, talk about often or watch, but I will always give credit to the NHL of being unafraid to progress forward and reinvent themselves. And I guess the only thing to do in soccer other than PKs, I guess that could be the third thing you do. You do extra time, you do, five on five and then you do PK. Yeah. I don't know what the formula is, but obviously it's not going to say stay like it is forever, uh, forever. So it's going to uh, progress. But I mean, I think uh, soccer is the same way. They continue to evolve and continue to make, uh, you know, the aggregate thing is going away. That was around for, yep. I guess, five, 10 years or something like that. So their, their willingness to change is there. So we'll, uh, we'll see, but PKs, if you're sure. a casual fan, PKs is fun. If you got no skin in the game, right. it's fun to watch. Yeah. Right. The only thing I was going to say was like, they could start like taking players out the game, make it like nine on nine, eight on eight <laughs> yeah. as time every goes minute by. Somebody leaves yeah. Every the, minute the someone leaves game. until you got like one on one and everything's like a breakaway. Right. Like, I mean, knows? that's pretty much hey, PKs that, at some point. That, that is sweet. true. You know? As lucky so, as that. Yeah. So it would be kind of that'd fun for that, but who knows? I mean, there's so many things you could do, but yeah. You PKs. get sides, they get to add an extra goalie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make exactly. it even harder. Let's make it yeah, crazy. I'm glad that those all those games, even like the group stage games, were were all pretty good and they were nationally televised. Cause like I said, I mean, I, I usually only watch soccer every four years for the World Cup and I'll tune in every now and then for El Clasico for Real Madrid and Barcelona. That's about it. But I mean, soccer's there all the time. <laughs> it's such a great yep. game and after that, I'll probably definitely be tuning in more and trying to pay a little bit more attention to it because that's the only way it's going to get bigger. People paying attention to it, sure. tweeting about it, posting about it. So it's good that it's here in, in Miami now and more or more big cities are, are normalizing it and bringing teams to there to try and help because it's a great investment. For sure. Anything yeah. to end soccer with, uh, Ben? No, nothing. Team, team coming soon? Right. Yep, you got your hats on the way. You're going to do like a, a you're going to pick your college, your university. I'm going to do a yeah. live. I got I got my gear ordered. It's not necessarily going to be a hat because I figured out some teams don't even have hats. Uh, <laughs> but, Can we uh, do it on? Or will it be will it be ready for we're going to do it live? 
Can oh, we do live. it? Can we? Oh, I was going to say, can it be ready for episode 25? Because uh, 25 is a big one. Oh, me. yeah. It'll be ready for episode 25 for sure. Okay. So you got two my, weeks. My nice. shit should be here hopefully by the end of this week. Nice. I'm so excited. Only us know, but we have a lot of things planned. Episode 25, uh, which is in two weeks from today or, or two, whether we record on a Monday or Tuesday, whatever. That's going to be in big episode 25th anniversary. We're going to have uh, a big guest on it. Hopefully, if everything pans out as it should, we're going to kind of recap everything that we've done over the last 25 weeks, 26 weeks, and and really give you guys a good quality show. Um, sure. And then the the kind of main event, main card of the weekend. Where am I? There I am. Um, <laughs> UFC 264. I was at a party. We IG lived, um, which was fun. And we're going to we get good feedback on that. So we're going to try to do that once a week. 264. Did I say 265? Yeah, 264. I said, no, you two... said 264. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so what did you guys think about the fights? Uh, a lot of, I mean, I was watching it on my iPad with a lot of drunk people around. Uh, <laughs> I was locked in. I was having fun, but I was also locked in. I was like, hey, guys, I'm working. You know what I mean? I got to yeah. be prepared. I can't right? say I watched the fight and I didn't. So I made sure yeah. I had a mix of beverages had some fun but also had my ipad handy um what did you guys yeah. think about the the card uh o'malley you had um was it uh Gilbert burns. Burn, Gilbert yeah, burns you had you had the, the obviously the main card so you guys take it from here yeah oh man um, o'malley oh sean o'malley man that guy won he fought the terminator and won and so that, that was <laughs> for good. real that, Dude. that uh Dude, I love Sean O'Malley. I love him when he fights. I think he's, a, I think he's a star. But that dude, I mean, we, licks, I had a little bro. party. At, yeah, I had a little party at my house for it, and so we were watching it. And all of us, even the ladies, they were watching <laughs> it with us, and they were like, "Oh my god, I've never seen a guy get hit this much." Right. And uh, I, I saw today, Sean O'Malley did it, and it, he was on uh, Pat McAfee, and so he did an That's interview awesome. today, and. Uh, Sean said that the guy, I can't remember his name. He was Moutinho. like, he kept, yeah, he, he kept talking shit to him after he hit him. He, he was, was. Like, I hit him like seven times in his face and he'd be like, you a bitch. And like, <laughs> I hit him, you know, seven times in his face again. And he'd be like, that was nothing. And he was like, what Bruh. is going on? He hit, he hit him 177 times. That's in the crazy. face, in the in face. The face. Cause he had like almost yeah, 200. Specify that. He, in the he, had, yeah. he had over like 200 significant strikes, which is unheard of in UFC. Which I'll also give yeah. him credit. I've seen on social media that he showed up to an event or some like kids camp or something like that. Like yeah. the next day or two days later. Yeah. So I, I do give him credit right. for that. That's. Dude. And I means a lot. Yeah. You know, Sean, Sean won, but I appreciate all the comments you've seen about the guy you fought. They were like, what a warrior. Mm-hmm. Even Sean was like that guy. I mean, Wow. He gained yeah. a lot of fans for sure. Yes. And he, he took that fight on 11 days notice too. Which oh, did is, he? I didn't. Yeah, I, I, 11 days I forgot notice. about that or I wasn't. And 11 days notice to get punched 177 times <laughs> in his face. And another thing that my brother, who's a lot more into UFC than I am, he was telling me that like people are going to think that that dude's like on O'Malley's level. He's he's not. Like, yeah, he's O'Malley. not. No. You know, that it was, it was nuts. I was, I was kind of upset that. Herb Dean called the fight with like 36 seconds, 30 seconds left yeah. or whatnot. I get it. You don't want to see that dude keep getting hit, but it's already that far right. into it. He's already been getting hit the whole time. 
30 seconds could be a lot of time in UFC. I know he was looking a little bit more wobbly than whatnot, but I'd rather go to it, go to decision. You're still going to lose, but now you got a knockout. So yeah. like, yeah, I mean that I'm glad he, they get that got a fight of the night. Cause that added an extra, you know, few thousand dollars in his pocket. So deservedly. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think I've seen someone get hit that many times. And Never. like you were saying, just, just like, glance it off my cousin was like saying like he was just moving in his head in the directions where the punches were thrown he got hit so right. much yeah. instead of going the <laughs> he's just like, like... he's he just like this the entire time because oh, he kept man. getting hit in the face yeah that was wild. i mean sugar showed out he did what he was supposed to do and then some so he... and we did criticize him what last fight or two fights ago for not going too hard yeah. when the guy was down so maybe yeah. this one he was like you know what i'm gonna lay back i'm gonna be Whoa. cerebral in my attack and i'm gonna be smart and yeah. that's what he did he knew he had him in the yeah. stand-up game so he didn't have to do too much which i give him credit because as a fighter you sometimes you need to adapt and evolve but yeah as, as yeah. you said ben that that kid is a superstar i hope he fights someone yeah. for the title and he gets it because he said he's good for the sport yeah he said today that you know he said his hands are sore still <laughs> and but he said that he's you know he thinks he's good for another fight this year um, yeah i believe it and, and so the rest of the card i'm just going to skip right to the main event because you know the rest of the card is what it was but then yeah, Corey McGregor. wait wait hold on hold on hold on yeah shout out ty Tuivasa, bam bam oh yeah we're knocking out <laughs> greg hardy yeah. for real big yeah. left slept him dropped Gone. him. a nice celebration yeah after was drinking mm-hmm. the shoeys Fuck whoever put hot sauce in that shit. That was gross. Right. But yep. I too bosses. I don't want to fuck with any fucking South Pacific motherfuckers, especially if they got Never. tribal tats. Nah, don't tribal? do it. But you see mm-hmm. a big you know motherfucker with a tribal tat, yep. just just turn around and walk yeah, away. Maybe even run it. away. Because yeah, even though they, they look probably big, did it, they're athletic as fuck. They probably they probably did it the old way too, where they take that little wooden handle and the tap and yes. they just tap the yes. handles in it, exactly. and that looks super painful. Yeah. I mean, so, but he's um, he's nasty. He's nasty. Yep. I like Tattoo also a lot. Uh, Poirier McGregor. I'm gonna keep my comments short. McGregor's done. I mean, just not what he is anymore. No the, number four. You think you yeah. think he a Poirier uh, declines and moves forward. No, because I think I think if if McGregor, McGregor's obviously going to be out for a while, at um, least a year. Clean, yeah, at least a year. When he does come back, um, you know, I think if he wanted to fight him again, I think Poirier would do it just for the payday, simply. Yeah, um, right. But but beyond Connor getting his leg broke, he was clearly losing. He was. Dustin was clearly beating him. Um, and I just don't think Connor is the old Connor anymore. And I think it's time to move on. Dustin is clearly, you know, you look good caliber. for the little bit, the, he, the what, four and, and right. 58 seconds, four minutes and 58 seconds that we've seen of it. Did, so. your, did your stream go out right before it happened as well? Or was that just no? Yeah, oh, okay. Just, Were you legal or illegal? Uh, I'm not <laughs> off the record. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like, right, right. A little bit before that happened, like my stream like froze. I refreshed it and oh I just see Connor sitting back like this. I'm like, yo, what the fuck yep. just happened? Yep. And then uh and so Dustin to me deserves a title fight. And but and I've never hated Connor, you know, I've liked him, I like what he's done for the sport and all that. But after he got beat, 
the comments he was kind of saying still talking about his wife and yeah, saying all stuff shit. like i i just lose respect for you then it's like dude shut up you just got your ass handed to you like i get it before if you're gonna do all that if you want to take it to that level and whatever i'm one who it's like you can say whatever you want to me but if you start to bring my wife or family or kids exactly. in the picture yeah. now it's a different level right and then now it's like at a disrespect level and then i don't like that and so to me it's like connor shut up dude yeah but I, I think it hurt him because he was clearly you could hear him talking still yeah it clearly hurt i think hurt his persona definitely because sometimes i feel i could barely un, honestly i couldn't really understand him so mm-hmm. like i know he was talking straight from emotion because i feel like he changes his his accent when he yep. talks in front of the media a little yeah, bit yeah, you're right. so it's yes. more easy to understand and i couldn't really understand shit until you said your wife's a hoe but yeah <laughs> but the fact that kind of goes back to what we talked about on the previous episode and what I was telling my mom, cause she didn't like what either fighter said after the fight, but the fact that you get interviewed, like literally like he's getting interviewed right after he snapped his leg. Yeah. And there's so many emotions flying through his head. There's so many things A like, lie. we don't know what was going to happen in the next four rounds. Like, yeah, Poirier was winning that fight, but the UFC is such a crazy sport and his leg was already cracked before. You you, you yeah. could see it in the video. That yeah, shit I gotta was, rewatch it. At that point, snapped. I was lit, so I don't he, remember. He came down. He <laughs> came down on it twice, and then your leg just doesn't break when you're you right. put in your foot down yeah. like that. So it had a crack in some place before. Um, but yeah, I know he's he was definitely frustrated as anybody would be because he was training for that for months, and he got knocked out before. So that it's just yeah. a shitty way to go out. It's it's a bad way, but. I feel for Charlie Oliveira because now he's not going to get as big as a payday because if McGregor would have won, that's who he would have fought. McGregor would have tried and get his title back. But it's just frustrating for, you know, Connor, who is the UFC, to to break his leg like that. Like, I mean, I was live when Chris Weidman broke his shit and it wasn't the reaction that that is. It it just goes to show what what Connor has done for the sport. And like I said, it's it's frustrating. It's it's a shitty way to end what – how pumped up and how hyped up that that whole card was for sure anticlimactic for sure yep but shout out for having a packed house in vegas and all the fans because it was electric yep we're back baby it really was with soccer we're back we've seen it with ufc uh baseball they're in colorado um they they look like 85 90 percent at this point so uh hopefully we never have to talk about this um WWE, AEW came back last week. WWE is coming back. SmackDown on Friday is going to be uh, a full house in Texas. So we're back. Uh, no more talking yeah. about it. Uh, we're going to move either. forward. Donald Trump. I don't want to hear it either. <laughs> yep. I know. Donald I don't want to hear it either. Like if anybody mentions like any type of COVID, to, to anything to me, I'm like, get out of here. Well, they, yeah. they had an outbreak in Japan, so... I had to get tested, actually, <laughs> yesterday, and I got my results back up yeah. negative, and I've been negative yeah. for a year and a half, but I probably am either immune to it or I've had right. it a few times and never knew. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to rattle off some quick topics that we don't have to go into too many detail just to kind of mention. Um, Otani, the alien... Uh, a crazy home run derby. Pete Alonzo won the home run derby back-to-back champion. 
Uh, obviously, the ratings, ESPN was hoping he'd get through that first round, so ratings could continue to go up. But he still had a great showing. It, it's yeah. he's he could he does so much for the game that if he lacks at one thing, there's three other things he could do really well. Um, Stephen A. Yeah. Smith comments about him about the language. Um, you know, he I watched Stephen A. today on first take and. He did everything right. He addressed it right away on social media. He addressed it in person. Uh, anything to add quickly on the, on those baseball topics? Quick. As he's leading off right now. Oh yeah, as he's leading yeah, off the game. Yeah. Game just started. Um, I definitely wanted to see him go deeper into the home run derby. He put on a show. That first round was nuts with him and Juan Soto. I don't think I've seen the derby go back like that. Ever, I mean, granted, they've changed the rules and whatnot, but I was watching it, and, I mean, my dad sat down and watched it with me, but Pete Alonso, man, <laughs> that dude is yeah. literally, like, dude, he didn't take a break, and, like, every freaking swing, like, shout out to Buddy that was pitching to him because he was yeah. placing it right where he wanted it, and every shot was 475 plus. Like, yeah. it was just, he was going nuts. He yeah, he really was. It was a good derby. Um, the fans were fans were into it. Um, it's just good. Baseball uh, home run derby is good for the sport. They need to have more than one a year. Like they should probably have one every yeah. month. Pick different mm -hmm. players because that's the only thing that's really going to get people back into the sport. Yeah. Chicks dig the long ball, so boom. Give that, it to me. I told my awesome. I told my wife last night the home run is probably the most exciting thing that can happen in sports in terms of the environment of people who are there when it happens. You know, it's it's one of the things that people love. The home run derby, I thought was good. Definitely, I thought Shohei, one, he was pulling the ball at first. He really, you know, he was he definitely was. pulling the ball. And his BP pitcher at first really was, like, his BP was pretty bad. For the record, um, he didn't take BP before this weekend right. all season. So I will give yep. him that little bit. I totally, totally agree there. Um P. Alonzo just he came out there and that dude was just gonna crush the ball. The Trey Mancini stuff was was good. I was disappointed in Joey Gallo. Yeah, I'm glad I thought Joey Gallo was gonna do do better there. Um, the one thing I want to stress is that it was terrible coverage by ESPN. I don't know about you felt it, but I thought the coverage was terrible. I watched like, it in Spanish. Good. <laughs> They're very awkward. You could, they they don't could, do a good job production wise on that stuff. Uh, the I dude from KC Salvador, they like talked over him the entire time and just had a split screen when he was hitting the ball. I'm like, that's kind of messed up. Then you couldn't see when any ball, where any balls were landing. There was no tracker on any of the, the length of them. Uh, like you just like that one was 520. I'm like, show us it. You didn't yeah, see any right, balls right. go out. Yeah. It, I thought the coverage was annoying. And Stephen A about your, the comments there, I thought it was so, yeah, I'm not going to hate on the man because I, I don't think he meant it that way. You know, I, I don't, don't think see so his either. comments today either, but uh, Shohei is clearly the face of baseball. I was yeah. telling my wife this. If you want to know who the face of your sport is, go to the middle school or elementary school that's closest to you and look at all the jer look at the jerseys that the kids are wearing. Right, yeah. exactly. Or like, just ask them simply, name three baseball players right. that you like. Yeah. Boom. And kids I guarantee kids if know. you talk to any kids – they're, you know, they are, they got Shohei jerseys like crazy. Fernando Tatis jerseys like crazy. Um, Cunha. So, Vlad Guerrero. Oh, no yeah. One, uh, Cunha tore his ACL, yeah. so that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Baseball, it doesn't care. He he is the face of it right now. He's great for the sport. 
Um, and who cares if he doesn't speak English? Right. He doesn't Baseball have is to. super popular yeah. in Japan. Yeah. He's not becoming the face of giving a speech uh, yeah. or an English paper. Who cares? I don't even remember Big Poppy or Manny or Pedro speaking much to the media for, for right. the first 10 years of their career. And they so both like, are commentators. That's what I mean. He's 23, bro. Yeah. Like these three guys I just named played till they were like 35, 36. Like it's yeah. going to come, but in today's media, you can't criticize someone for not speaking the language, but then when they do and they mess up or they misspeak or they get translated wrong, you throw, you also criticize so you can't have it both ways and i've been saying this a lot in topics i'm discussing with human beings nowadays is you cannot have it both ways you can't criticize and then double on that criticize when they do the opposite so i think it's also like super bad with baseball because it's not like basketball where the u.s players or u.s born players are the best that's that's not true baseball is you have you have okay Puerto Rico. The best. It's still yeah. it's still us, but they speak Spanish. You have Dominican players. You have Don Japanese players. Multicultural. He speaks like five or six yeah. languages. You have, for sure. You have Cuban players that were able to get out. Like you have Mexican players. Like the, the U.S. is not top tier. So I feel like his comments. Obviously, I don't think he meant them in a bad way, but it was very closed minded, and it just. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show that. He does a lot, though, for ESPN. Like, he was on there for the UFC. Stephen A. Smith doesn't know shit about the UFC. so He tries. He tries, yeah. But, like, kind of just, like, stop working him so much. Let him relax a little bit. Let him stick to just his show, and that's it. Right. But, you know, it's it was just, like, I don't think he meant how people are taking it, but also it's just – it's not cool to say because Otani's the face of the sport, and – you yep. want base that's why baseball isn't what it should be. Like you have people like Stephen A. Smith, who probably hasn't watched an Angels game saying what he's saying. Yeah. You know, he yep. was probably only watching him in the home run derby or his highlights. So also, uh Otani was born in Japan. He wasn't and grew up there. Wasn't he didn't grow up thinking, oh, I'm gonna go be a professional baseball player in America. I should probably learn English. We asked him to come here when we found out he was good. Yeah, don't they have to wait seven years? Is that still active? I know they had to wait seven think, years. Like no, back in I think they've adjusted the rules to make it less strict yeah. about that. They had like to play where, like seven years in their professional leagues before they can even think of coming here. Yeah, now they just yeah. buy out the contract okay. or something. Yeah, that's a lot better. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, it's just crazy. And you know, maybe he's learning. You could yeah, you watch him communicate with other people. It's just it's dumb. I don't even want to pay it. It's a dumb <laughs> comment. Yeah, no, that's I, I wanted to bring it up because I if we don't talk about things for five, 10, 15 minutes plus, I at least like to mention it so people get their little sure. fix. Yeah. Uh I agree. We'll put on Bet the Four and then kind of finish off this episode 23 with uh some other good trending topics that I know our listeners love to hear. Uh Bet the Fort was four and last week. Yeah, clean four sweep. I called clean it. sweep. He called it, he's confident. Um, up until last week, he was what 22 and 17, or yeah, and now 24, yeah, something like that. And now he's well over 60%. So, everybody that was saying fade the fort, bet the fort's back, <laughs> give us your picks for this week. Uh, to be honest, it's another week where I just kind of had a lot going on. Um, thinking about different things, I 
totally forgot to prepare for this. <laughs> um, the only thing I got right now, um, I'm taking Bucks in Game Four. Uh, okay, so Bucks Game yeah, Four. Bucks Game Four. Um, a lot of people were talking about like this series is over, Suns in four, blah 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 blah. After Game Two, I saw Giannis go off for 41 and 12, and he didn't have help from anyone else. So Game Three. I said it on the live, Bucks win, not going to be close. They controlled the game. Their role players showed up. Drew Holiday showed up. Chris Middleton showed up. Um, so I, I think they tie the series, which will be good for them. Giannis probably has another monster game. I think this game will be a lot closer. Suns adjust a little bit, but I'm going to take Suns. They cover. It's only minus four. So so I'm going to give – I'm going to help the bet the fort. Give me we something. Got, for baseball, we got uh, Red Sox, Yankees. Good series. We got – uh, let's see some good ones. Padres Nationals. I'm gonna let him pick because we're doing we're freestyling this. We got Rays Braves. We got Astros White Sox, which are top three four teams in the AL. We got Dodgers Rockies, Angels Mariners, Cubs Diamondbacks. Which out of those do you like? And and when Bet the Ford does baseball, we do series. We don't series. do games because that'll give you a big uh, kind of impact on itself. You want to pick some of these uh, uh Red Sox? Yeah. Anything you see here is a uh, – uh, I'll probably take the Padres over the Nationals. Um, Padres, great team. I mean, they kind of been slacking a little bit lately, but I really want to do Yankees-Red Sox, but I'm not going to do that to Ray just because how the Yankees – No, you can, you can pick the Red Sox because <laughs> we, we will – Hey, I just told you to take the Diamondbacks over. Yeah, there. I was just gonna say we just I mean we, we should have went for a sweep over the Astros and we showboated. We were up seven two going into the Judge ninth. Was... This is a statistic yeah. that I seen sent to me uh by AP uh because we have done nothing but over the last 30 to 45 days is vent to each other and text text each other negative things about our team, the Yankees is that I think the rest of the league going into the ninth inning with a four run plus lead are like 96 and two. Guess who has those two losses? The Yankees. The Yankees. So, so it's like, like, what are you going to do? It's, it's, it, it is yeah. what it is. What do you want to uh, pick the Red Sox? Over no, no, no. I'm going to take, uh, you I'm going to take do the threes, Padres. So. And then what's the, um, Basketball. Astros and White Sox. I'm taking White Sox. Fuck the Ooh, Astros. I like that. Yeah. Fuck the Astros. White Sox. Astros. Yeah, White Sox, White Sox are good. All day. Yeah. Oh, White Sox all day. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, so, he's wearing a Bears hat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're not going to go into NBA finals that much because obviously there was so much sports that that series, Suns dominated the first two games. Giannis scored three 40-point games uh, in those Right, he scored every think, yeah, every game. I, he scored forty points. Is it every game, I don't know. Not the first sure. game, the last two. Yeah, no, the okay, last the last two. two yeah. Sorry, so two. he's balling. I mean, there's only so much yeah. uh, one it's him, can do. Shaq, and Braun with back-to-back yeah. forty-point, yep. uh, forty-point, ten rebound games or more. That's. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's, he drops forty again tomorrow. I, I think so too. He's going to need to do it the rest of the series yeah. if they want to win. They don't have anyone to to guard him. They don't have anyone to match no. up with him until he gets to the paint, which Aiton, but. I mean, he could kick it out to whoever. And in Milwaukee, those role players are going to show up. They might not show up mm-hmm. in Phoenix. Phoenix role players will show up. But Middleton is a bucket. I don't like Chris yeah. Middleton because he always kills the heat and they're rivals. But I don't have yeah. any rooting interest in his finals. And I've been watching a little bit more closely. 
Bucks have a good team. They just got to – Giannis just has to be aggressive, which he has been the last two games. So, I think that even the series sure. is probably going to go six or seven. So, it, sh- it should be good. For sure. All right. Um, and then we'll kind of go into the last trending topics. Uh, what I have down from myself and Elliot is – Drake's date uh, at Dodger Stadium. That was pretty nifty. He, uh, you know, he goes to LeBron James' son, Bronny game, picks up a chick, goes on a date. She's the mom of one of the players. I read on her Instagram bio, she's an entrepreneur. She's a mom. <laughs> hey, you know, like that's what all of them say nowadays. I'm an yeah. entrepreneur and a mom. You I, know, how could you argue with that? I can't even blame Drake for that because I mean, uh, some of the angles on those videos, she looked really nice. <laughs> some uh, of the angles. Yeah. If, if I had the capabilities <laughs> that uh, Aubrey has, I probably would have done the same thing. Not probably. I definitely would have done the same thing. Uh, he's just kind of making it hard for us regular men to. He's setting the bar real high. There, real high. Pal. Like, come on, man. Right. Give me something to work with, you know? Yeah. So that's where you yeah. quickly realize I'm not Drake. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not Aubrey. Yeah. Uh, so he signed up. Oh, <laughs> Harden and a little baby in Paris. That yeah. was a wild situation. Yeah. I think that happened after we recorded last week that I yeah. wrote down. But man, what the? It, uh, <laughs> like, that, that's I don't know. I took the, I got the video, cut it, edited it, and like <laughs> saved it for him walking out of the hotel Dude. room was the funniest thing. I immediately quoted yeah. that. I was like, yeah, they're freaking bugging. Oh my God. It's so obvious. My wife and I were laughing so hard about it. It's, I mean, James Harden, this is what it looked like to me. And you guys would know this, but anybody who's been in a situation with their buddies, maybe <laughs> hanging out in a room, doing something, right? <laughs> Then all of a sudden you get this urge, like, dang, I'm hungry. And so it, to me, it looked like they were doing that. They were just doing normal everyday stuff. Yep. James Harden was like, dang, I'm hungry. But they might have been playing video games or something. And James Harden <laughs> clearly wasn't, was just either wearing basketball shorts and nothing else. Yeah. They he couldn't find chilling. his clothes. So he grabbed anything he could see. <laughs> the first things that were on the floor. Yeah. And he came out there in his face. He's like, and then a little. If you isolate and pause and look at little baby's face, he's like. Yeah, that's one of those videos where you just have to like pause it and rewatch it and just watch each of their emotions and their body language at the same time. Because like they're both like looking at the people and looking at each other and they're like, did you do this? No. Did you do this? Like what is going (laughs) on? It's how I feel like every time I walk into a party and I usually I'm that person that I see the meme like, oh, if I invite you to a party and you ask uh you know who's gonna be there like don't ask me again or something like that right. I'm like first of all that's my first question what? because i don't it was like if you, I I invite, yeah if i invite you to a party right. don't ask who's coming like that's the first question no matter who you are um right. and then my second I'm, question is what time because i'm showing up an hour after right i'm not right, showing right. up at what time so anytime i walk into a party it's usually an hour an hour and a half two hours after and that's exactly right. That video of Lil Baby and Harden is exactly how I feel walking into a party yeah. when they're already lit. And I'm like, oh, I probably should have drank more before I got here. Right. Like that yeah. shit. I know. <laughs> I, I asked baby time he's going to be there. <laughs> I'm, I'm not 21 years old. I'm at the age where I'm going to select who I want to hang out with. So I'm going to ask you who's there. Because if sure. there's somebody I don't like there, I'm going to be like, you know what? I'd rather stay here. Right. 
absolutely. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's hilarious. That was that was a, a video. Something answer. that that Twitter, especially or the world, will never let those two forget. That'll oh, be, absolutely not. Ten years from now, that'll be played. You know, and you know, France, free little baby. But also, <laughs> you also got to know the rules of the country. Yeah, you got you got to know the rules. Absolutely. Uh, so the the Washington football team name. Uh, they wanted to go a- away from any Native American uh, kind of roots or or affiliation, which was very smart on them. This is the only smart thing they've ever, well, second smartest thing they've ever done. First one was to get rid of the R word uh, from their team name. <laughs> the second thing was to say that we want we don't want to affiliate anything with Native Americans because who knows another 50 years from now, it might get criticized again. So the word warriors was thrown out the window immediately. There's red tails that have to do with war. I don't know why you would pick that. There's red wolves that have to do with Native American wolf uh, origin. You know, there's, are we all agreeing on Washington football team name? Like they should keep it because that's what I'm getting the vibe on social media is, is they just keep the name and, no nickname. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't understand what, like, the word, the name warrior. Like, why does that have to be identified with? It does get American identified American. with like, Native Americans because of us, of Americans. We've yeah. attached warrior, savage, things like that. This is These are words that were not put into our elementary textbooks, but they were... Or they maybe were. So I know warrior, savage, stuff like that were put into uh, um, calling Native Americans. That's what I know. Right. But why? But if but if we look at, let's say, let's say that we look at a Rome, the Roman Empire, right? And we mm-hmm. call them warriors, or maybe they're they're people that are warriors. That's that's what I mean. It's like the whole term warrior. I think if you take that name and then identify it with some sort of logo that could have some representation I agree. to Native Americans, that's where your problem is at. Um, but I'm not saying that I agree that it should call it warrior. My thing is, is like, I get why they're doing it. Um, it's just, you know, to me, warrior isn't a bad word or isn't a bad you name. The, it's the, the context and how you use yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the Golden State, nobody's going to um, cause a fuss over the Golden State Warriors, but it's right. because they don't have an affiliation or they don't have a blemish on their record. Um, the Atlanta yeah. Braves have gotten a lot of turmoil over doing this. And if you're watching yeah. on YouTube, you see what I'm doing. Obviously, it's a Florida, it's a State, move, yeah, it. it's a Florida State Seminoles yeah. do that. And I think the Seminoles will eventually have to not do that anymore. Yeah, and it's only because it's it's backlash. So I think it's with I, I agree with you, Ben. I also agree with the side of just staying away from it. Let's not yeah. add on to this. So we're talking about it 10, 15, 20 years from now. Yeah. yeah. I'm cool with Washington football team. Me too. I think it's different. Yeah, me too. The fact that you don't have an actual name or an actual mascot is is pretty cool. And I mean, it's Washington, like yeah. I mean, the New York Mets are called the New York Metropolitans that aren't a thing. It's just Knickerbockers. Yeah, Knickerbockers, which are pants. 
it's yeah it's not even pants like jeans or or yeah. like khakis it's actual like right. nine like 1760 pants like yeah, that's no insane one, right. no one says what kind of knickerbockers <laughs> are you wearing nobody uh, even knows what right. a nick is or a nix or a knickerbocker is right. so it's like who cares at the end of the day it's all about tradition yeah. uh the only other topics i have is the Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys being our hard knocks for the third time, I believe. I think the only other team to do it twice is them did it twice. The Bengals did it twice. If you look at the list of teams that have done it in the last 20 years or so, um, Bengals, Dallas, and I think that's it. Or maybe there's another team that have done it twice. And I'm like, or three times. I'm like, I'm confused by how they choose this. The Jets is the best season well, they- I've ever seen. They and I know this because of being a Bears fan, but they actually ask that like they narrow down to a little small group of teams and then they they communicate because a few years ago they asked the Bears to be on there and we denied it, we declined it. Yeah, it could be a distraction that you don't want for your young team, you know, that makes sense, but. I mean, Dallas it's, it's Cowboys just made are all for about Jerry that. Jones. It just has Dallas Cowboys written all over them. Yeah. All when I heard it. I was like, go figure. You know. Yeah, they should have like Dallas Cowboys hard knocks and then somewhere else hard knocks because that's right. really what it is. I mean, it's America's point, team. Maybe ESPN will do that. Maybe ESPN. Um, uh, right. I don't even know what is it called. Wake up now, please wake, wake. up. Yeah, I don't first, know. first don't wake, to. whatever it is, yeah. eight o'clock. I, I, I try to take it out of my mind but they love the cowboys space jam is coming out in three days um i will try to be i'm not gonna watch that game that movie sober i'm gonna watch that while probably ingesting some things that grow cow manure on (laughs) it yeah some (laughs) some you know some things from the earth uh, because that's the only way I could probably enjoy it. Cause I know it's going to be horrible acting. It's going to try for social awareness things that probably don't, de- uh, don't belong in a cartoon like that. But yeah. are, you, are you guys, uh, it's on what HBO max is going to premiere on. So most people have that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to watch it same. too. <laughs> and, uh, Yeah. <laughs> nice uh, honestly um i'll probably watch it just because it's something to watch but they did release uh space jam nfts and um you can go online sign up claim one for free um and then you you get two for free pretty much and then the third one is only two dollars and 99 cents um you can buy one a day it's on nifty.com something like that um and the marketplace doesn't open for another like two weeks. So I was a little bit more excited about that. I was able to get a rare one. There's about 92,000 Space Jam NFTs and there's only 500 rare ones. So I got a rare uh, Tasmanian Devil NFT. Um, Sweet. Yeah, if I get some pretty good money for it, it's it's sold. It's gone, whatever I get for it, because it was free or three bucks. So yeah. it's out of here. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with Ray. I think it would definitely have some kind of like social stuff awareness but i mean it's just good to to do it i, I definitely not going to be as good as the first one not even close but i feel like it should just happen with like top players in the nba it's just more money more sure. stuff going on that's probably why braun went to la but i'll be tuning in just the same as you guys are um might even go to the theaters and watch it who knows how i feel <laughs> <laughs> 
that's basically it for my as far as topics. If you guys have any topics or DMs or shout outs that you guys kind of got, then go ahead. <clears throat> Let's give a shout out to my wife, Emily. Her birthday is Friday. She's going to be her last, her last year of her 20s. Um, and so just want to say happy birthday to, to her. And then uh, also shout out to, to Ray, you know, for, for becoming a. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Face, uh, great. No, shout out to Ray and Bree um, for getting engaged. Uh, nice. Shout out Ray. wasn't there. Shout out Ray. It was surprising, beautiful. I'm sure nervous and uh, um, I'm happy for both of you and I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, Ray, Ray I, had a hey. great time at the Marlins game. Did on 7-7-11-11. Ray had a great time. Bray had a great time. Bree had a great time. Yeah. I'll say, I'm just going to say this from my perspective as a, as a married man. I think it's the greatest thing in the world. You know, she's my best friend, I think, that in, in the world. And so I couldn't, okay. thinking about going back to a previous <laughs> okay. life when I wasn't married, I could never do it. I'd be yeah. Like, Sometimes I look at Fort and I'm like, Fort. I'm like, man, <laughs> and I feel for you. I want to text you, you know, like, hey, man, you good? You good? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're so I've, lonely. I've lived that life. I've lived that life. I can't go back. <laughs> Yo, that's so funny. Like that shows how close we've become. Because if you said oh, that like man. five episodes ago, Fort might be looking at you kind of crooked, like. <laughs> What do yeah. you mean by that? But it's like, right. oh, man, that's, that's love. Great. I love that's that. Great. Yeah, not in a bad way. Just yeah, like, of course. Sometimes I look at it and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. What do you got oh, for man. it, Uh Yeah, shout out what Ben just said. Uh, Bree and Ray, that's that's awesome. That's great step in their lives. I mean, before this podcast, like, I knew Ray. Like, I had hung out with him a few times, but we never had like a relationship or a friendship that we have now. Cause we talk on a constant basis in the chat or, I mean, I've been coming here for the last few episodes and um, they definitely have a great relationship to, you know, they're, it's a, it's a rock, you know, it's, it's yep. something to be admired and just the way they go about everyday life is something to look up forward and something that people should want to uh, do in their lives. Um, I'm Mr. Lonely. I'm taking any <laughs> any and all applications. So if you watch us on here, he'll yeah, pass a message on. Yeah, yeah, I got a middleman and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Got to make sure you're uh, got the right qualifications for it, you know. But um, just shout out to you know the Cuban people. That's it. I mean, I, I'm not going to get into it. We already got into it, but that, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's it's a great movement, great thing that they're doing, and. Um, I hope that after 60 plus years, it, it actually goes somewhere and something happens to it, but yep. we'll see what happens. I mean, I think this was a good way to lead off the episode and that's about it. I mean, that's all, that's all sure. I got, you know, shout out my family, yeah. shout out all my cousins, everything like that. Yep. Um, I got nothing else. Cool. Um, follow for training. Yeah. If you want to get, if, if you want to get yoked, if you want to get, <laughs> get yoked for, for 2021, naturally, no, hey, that's a good point. No, no IG influencer I, shit. <laughs> yeah, I followed it. The best thing about it, I will say, and give your brother props, is his um, what do you call it? His uh, like the 
his comments or like his his posts, yeah. what he writes. It's right. it's, it's it's good. Informative, right? Yeah. It's yeah, I detailed. Like it. It's he takes not, a time out. It's not like come look at it's me. It's not the fucking you know bullshit normal bu- type exactly. thing. It feels real, you know. Right. It's just like, it feels like he, it feels like to the common man. Yeah. Like, hey, I mean, he's not like a personal trainer or anything like that. But at the end of the day, he studied that in school. Like he went to school for four years for it. And what what I've seen him from, I mean, he hasn't really even been working out that long consistently as he is now. But the drastic change I've seen in him is is good. So if you follow whatever he's giving you and do the right things, you're going to see progress, right. which I should probably do because sure. we all should yeah. probably do. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> hey, I mean, I, I work out every day. So I don't work out like him because, you know, I'm an old guy. Yeah, I do a lot of stretching. Lot of shout, Pilates. Last shout yeah. out is shout out to Ebony that did my I'm Dude. rage ready for. Let me try to I'm, get this on YouTube. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. There you go. That. that should look good, yeah. bro. Got that Masvidal right. flow. I know your head was hurting. Yeah, I like it. Oh yeah, it's it's a <laughs> right? tight. I can't I can't sure. look at my toes right now. Ben was like, just, I mean, just, Ray was like, right? Yeah, did, um, did you sleep all right last night? Did you have a headache? Yeah, I kind of like I had a I had a toss and turn to figure out, but it's better now. It's not as tight as yeah. my hair grew from the last time I braided my hair, which was like eight more well, ten months ago. So I would hope it long. So uh, that's twenty three. <laughs> Um, Gravy couldn't join us today, but he'll be back next week. We'll have the the group, and you guys prepare yourself for episode twenty five. We're gonna do a lot of interviews after twenty five, in twenty five for you guys, and and just kind of change it up. You know, any feedback you guys give us, we're definitely listening to. So don't hold back. If you tell if we if you think we suck, let us know. If we think if you think we're awesome, let us know what we can yeah. do more. Um, that's important to us. Yeah, don't say shit like if if you're not like giving us feedback or anything. Don't ask motherfuckers to be on the pod if I've never seen you repost it. We don't want to hear that non- nonsense. If you repost it once, cool, that's it. Then maybe you can get on it. But it's a long list. There's too many people asking us for it. Show, show some interest and we might show some interest back. Yep. Point. Episode Michael Jordan. Next week, Kobe Bryant. 2-4. Peace. Peace.